for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Platt. We are back at it again with uh, another amazing podcast. It is our Christmas special. We are celebrating 25 days of Christmas, 25 musicians, 25 podcasts throughout the month of December. It is absolutely bananas, but we are trucking. We have our next special guest. We have Stephanie Ryan, no stranger to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing really well. It, it's... I woke up this morning and I was not prepared for the frigid temperatures that were outside because I, 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 I live in central Texas and it had been like remotely nice for the last couple of weeks. And then I didn't feel like going anywhere this weekend. So I didn't leave the house all weekend. And I stepped outside and I was like, oh, I think I need to go rethink what I'm wearing here because it is cold out here. So and it's surprisingly cold in Nashville as well. It's, when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, we're in the 30s. Right? There's like frost on the ground. Right? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. I woke outside and I could see my breath and I was like, oh, wasn't expecting that. So, Right. Tides but, have turned. Yeah. So how are things going? Uh, what have you been up to? Things are good. Um, we released a bunch of songs sort of over the past year and definitely more to come in the new year. Just mm -hmm. released it the acoustic version of my holiday song mm. just a, a week or two ago. That's been doing really well. It's uh, what Christmas means to me. I released that two years ago and I released the acoustic version a couple weeks ago. So that one has a video and everything. It's been doing super well. I'm very excited about that. Uh, just moved to Nashville full time, which is amazing. I've been yeah. doing the back and forth for so many years. Yeah. And now to finally call this place home, it just feels good. It feels like this is, this is the time. This is the moment. And I always believe that everything happens for a reason. So yeah, for sure. We're here now and we're going to make the best. That's awesome. I'm glad you've fully committed to the move to Nashville. You know, we we've known each other when we first met in 2021 was when we did our first podcast, I think. Yeah. That, that sounds right. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of following you, on Instagram and kind of seeing all the stuff you've been doing and all the trips to Nashville. It's like, it's cool that you you finally made that jump and it's like, okay, we're here full time. Let's do this. So. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. The past few years, you know, a lot of people are just like, why can't you just pick up and move? Well, it's not that easy always. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I've been able to do the back and forth for several years, which has yeah. been absolutely amazing. I've met so many wonderful people. I've had so many people help me on this journey, but now being able to call this home and, and having a home base, having my own space, and I hope to help other people moving forward as well that have helped me over the years, mm. coming to town and introducing me to people and just, you know, opening my eyes to new opportunities down in this area. I'm just, I'm happy to be able to do that for someone else, hopefully yeah. in the time that I'm here. For sure. For sure. I'm kind of getting to that point now where it's like, I think to just kind of get the 
or the the mojo going is i'm gonna have to start doing more back and forth stuff you know whether it's to nashville whether it's down to and i mean i guess down to austin i really don't have to do back and forth because it's an hour and a half drive i could make that that's easy yeah (laughs) uh but you know just i i need to get myself back in that repetition because i was doing it early on right before the pandemic where i was going out Mm -hmm. to nashville and then obviously that kind of struck and i just never got myself back into that swing of going back and forth so yeah but you know well come on back you you know where to find me right i it's so funny because uh, when we did our pan can fundraiser a couple of weeks ago, my boss was kind of chiming in and she texted me like late at night as I was kind of wrapping up. She was like, man, this is so cool. You could literally go to any city in the world and you probably got like 40 connects where if you get stranded or something, you got at least one person that'll help you out. And I was like, it's not quite that extreme, but yes, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. So yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's great to have connections in so many different places. It, it really helps out. If you are in a pinch, but even if you're not in a pinch and you just need a recommendation for dinner or something. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. So yeah. uh, you just dropped your acoustic version of a song you released back in 2021 uh, called mm-hmm. What Christmas Means to Me. Uh, what was it about this song that you felt needed the acoustic version or was there like, yeah, let, let's start there. When I first wrote that song, I had started it on my own and I was just like, wow, I never thought that I'd write a Christmas song. Like mm-hmm. we have all of objects that we listen to all the time and everyone covers them. They do all that. And a lot of times, like, and, and in no offense to anyone, original Christmas songs, I'm not usually the biggest fan of. There are mm-hmm. some that are great, but then there are ones that I'm like, uh, so I never really thought as a, an artist or a songwriter that I would venture into that space um, but I woke up one day with this idea in my head of of all these things that I was thankful for around the holiday season and started writing and then I brought it to a, a friend of mine Levi Moore who I ended up writing songs brought it to him and obviously every time you write a song it's acoustic and you send it to your producer and they do all like the magic thing and make it what it is but once we had put it out the original song and, and music video got on CMT, which was a blessing. My first ever song and video on CMT for the holiday season which was great. Um, I was very excited about that. But then moving past that, I was like, you know, maybe this song means to be an acoustic song as well, just to highlight the, the simplicity of the meaning of the song. Mm-hmm. What Christmas means to me, it is exactly that. It's all of the things in my life that meant something to me over the years from when I was younger. It's like the beginning of the song opens up and it's all the things mm-hmm. I remember from being a child. Yeah. And then it grows into who I am now mm-hmm. throughout the verses to just kind of give a lay of the land of all of these things that I'm so thankful for and what, what the holiday means to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just so excited to put out the producer version. And when that did so well, I was like, let's go forward with the acoustic version maybe one day we'll get on a hallmark movie or something <laughs> right and i you know you brought this up kind of unintentionally about the hallmark movie thing I, everybody that we've been talking to on this podcast i keep telling them like that you need kind of explore that because hallmark makes so many christmas movies a year like i feel like 
they probably make like 25 Christmas movies a year. It's, and I'm not exaggerating. Like there's oh, always, no, I totally, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, there, there's always that, that possibility. Like obviously you got to know like where to go and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, when you're producing that kind of, kind of content, it's like, yeah, you need to go after it. So. Yeah. Where it kind of figure out an avenue that might lead us in that direction. Yeah. So fingers yeah, but you were talking about um, what Christmas means to me, and uh, do, stripping it down so it's a little bit more simplistic. And like for me, it made the song so much more powerful and resonated with me more, just because it was like, okay, I'd imagine if you were thirteen years old and you wanted to write a Christmas song, this is what that song would be like this is how it'd be presented yeah. it just kind of took me back into a my or a headspace of nostalgia almost where it's just like okay yes and then not taking anything away from the original version because the original version is amazing as well but for some reason i just really connected almost instantaneously with the acoustic version well, I appreciate that. I mean, that obviously is what we all strive to do as artists and as songwriters is to approach the idea of songwriting with mm-hmm. the intent of having many people mm-hmm. listen and, and really like connect with songs. And this one in particular, though I love the produced version, it's beautiful. And, and the music video that goes along with it is stunning bringing it to a more simplistic place just makes it that much more intimate Mm -hmm. and get the sentiment of song of just, these are the specific things. Let's take the fluff away. All the, you know, the extra stuff and the bells and whistles that make it what it is and really strip it down to just a guitar and vocal Mm -hmm. where you can really focus on the message of the song Mm -hmm. and, and what you said, which just like warms my heart. (laughs) To be able to hear and and really connect with the song in that way means a lot to me. So thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it kind of goes back to the model that we founded Live and Amplified on was if you can't perform the song acoustically, then you shouldn't be performing it. Like because you know we, we've worked with a lot of musicians that they try and overproduce their content or their music where it's like, Oh, Hey, let's put 7,000 didgeridoos. If anybody catches that reference, we'll, you know, um, like just trying to overproduce it. And when in reality, a lot of songs, they're most powerful. They're, they're at their peak form, just strip back a vocalist and their guitar. And that's all it needs. And I I think what Christmas means to me as an acoustic song is the prime example of it shows off your ability as a musician and your ability as a songwriter. And it's just, it was a great choice just to kind of wrap it up there. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. I just feel like there, there are those songs that are so well produced Mm -hmm. And sound amazing when they are into that full capacity. But there is a a need for the acoustic version of some songs. That's why I did an acoustic CD at one point. I did Mm -hmm. a bunch of my songs, just stripped them down, put them on a CD. Just I wanted to have something special for Mm -hmm. people. 
this acoustic versions aren't available anywhere. Yeah. I didn't put them on Spotify or Apple or anything like that. I wanted it to be like a specific special thing for mm. people. So it was like in a limited edition CD of most of the songs that I've put out so far acoustically um, for people like you who mm. enjoy that more simplistic version of a song, kind of the birthplace yeah. of where it came from. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So you said that the fully produced version has a music video. Did you mention that the acoustic one has one as well? Or was I that... didn't mention that yet, but it does. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get, I would have, I was sitting there. I was, I was trying, as you were kind of differentiating the two, I was like, wait, did she just say, you know, so I've, yeah. But yeah, no, the acoustic version also has a music video, which I'm, I'm so lucky. My really good friend, Leanne Boyko and Alex Winter, they nice. both, run Dutch Lion Productions, who mm. actually produced both videos. Nice. Um, we were sitting around one day and we were like, make an acoustic version of this music video because we nice. did this other version. And because you're going to put this one out, let's go. Yeah. Um, so we literally outfitted my girlfriend's living room with candles. And it was already the holiday season when we yeah. were shooting it. So we had decoration stuff up already. Mm-hmm. We just said kind of on the fly, like, Let's do this. And it, yeah. it came out amazing. I've been posting it all over social media. The the videos on YouTube, if anybody mm. listening now wants to, to check that out on my page. Nice. And so the look and feel of it is basically your cover art for the for the interesting. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, that same vibe. It's just very like I would say cozy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's just kind of stripped down. It's me and my friend Alex playing guitar and just like in an intimate space as as the intention of the song. That's uh, cool. Just playing it acoustic for, for the world to see. For sure, for sure. Uh, so with uh, What Christmas Means to Me, the acoustic version, how long have you been working on this? As it Was it something that came up a little bit quicker or have you been sitting on this one for a little bit? So they on it for a little, um, because the song came out originally in 2021, mm-hmm. I had always envisioned putting out uh, an acoustic version of the mm-hmm. song, but wasn't at a place where I was like, yeah, let's do this. You know, right. um, it, I wanted to let the produced version really have its own space and time. Mm-hmm. And now the holiday season again is upon us and just thought like now would be a good time to put that out there. Yeah. And like, I mean, like you said, the giving the original version its own time to kind of grow and cultivate and which seems like, oh, okay, so you gave it like six months. No, with the holiday season, you got to give it a couple of years to kind of, you know, really do its thing. Because unlike regular music, Christmas music you're like essentially re-releasing it every year, every, every November, like whenever you push it out, you know, you're essentially re-releasing it every year. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the holiday season is only so long. Yeah. And when you put out music that is not of the season, mm-hmm. you have, you know, months and months and months and years that you're pushing it all the time. Yeah. When it's a holiday song, you really only have like, if you're pushing it late October, yeah. Like November, December. And yeah. that's the amount of time that people listen to those type yeah. of songs. So you really are, like you said, re-releasing that every year, mm-hmm. uh, especially to the new listeners who maybe mm-hmm. have not heard it, but the ones who have heard it, now they have the produced version. 
they can hear the acoustic result and mm. then just push forward. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because a couple of the musicians that we've had on already, they're from like Australia or the UK or, you know, like they're international. And we talked about the, since they don't have like Thanksgiving, like for, for me, when I grew up, Thanksgiving was the beginning of the holiday season. It was like Thanksgiving to new year's. That's the holiday season. Yeah. For them, they don't have that kind of jumping off point. So it starts probably like beginning of November. So like just kind of having to remove your own um, ingrained intuition from living in America and thinking internationally, it's like you have to start pushing like the end of October because, you know. I mean, I've seen on Apple Music and Spotify mm -hmm. and those places, different artists in the same genre pushing Mm -hmm. songs in like late no uh late september oh wow okay Where i'm like wow that's early right good grief <laughs> that, that's a bit extreme like the end of october like right around halloween i get you know i i get it but anything earlier than that for me it's like ooh. Mm-hmm. I, I think i it's a little extreme for me but you know that's just me so yeah same but there's <laughs> you know always the people that want to start a little bit early Right. I can't uh, fault them for that. Everybody right. loves the holiday season. 100%. Uh, so what Christmas means to me, the acoustic version, the music video's out now, the song's out now, they can see it on Spotify, YouTube, all that fun stuff. What What's the plan moving into the rest of the year? Like, I mean, it's so weird to say, but we've got like five weeks left. You know, and it's kind of insane, right? Yeah, yeah. I think about the time right now and I'm like, wow where did the rest of the year go mm-hmm. in the time it was not going by that fast now i'm like wow it is over and it's only a few weeks so the new year i've got to mm-hmm. start getting all of the list of things that i want to be doing in the next year ready yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for the next couple of weeks honestly it's very much getting like tying up loose ends of this mm-hmm. year uh continuing to push obviously the Christmas song and, and the other Christmas song that I have out and just kind of getting those out there. Mm. Um, visiting family. I think I have a couple of gigs here in Nashville prior to leaving and going to see family in South Carolina for the holiday, then yeah. coming back here for new year's. And then it's just pedal to the metal when January hits, it's like off Time again. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, it's one of those things where, with everything that we've been doing over the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to figure out ways to kind of downshift and just kind of like take the last couple of weeks of December and relax and just kind of chill out in January. But as I'm listening to everybody else, it's like, I don't know if I really want to be hitting the brakes in January when everybody else is hitting the gas. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I use January as like, let's try something different. Let's try something new. Where because I'll have a bunch of content that's just already produced and it's like, okay, we can keep our name out there, but maybe January is like that month where we still hit the gas, but try something different, you know? So I love that idea. And <laughs> literally this next couple of weeks is definitely like turning the volume down on everything, mm-hmm. just getting those loose ends tied up and ready for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also just being able to enjoy the holidays before mm-hmm we like full throttle step on the gas and we're going. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Agreed. Agreed. So 
since this is a Christmas podcast, a Christmas series, I do have a few, few very specific Christmas questions for you. I'm ready. So what is your must see Christmas movie? Oh gosh, there's so many. I feel like that's such an unfair question. Would it help if I said, what is your favorite current Christmas movie versus like all time? Because I've no, no. so okay. I so. listen. I I watch a lot of like the older Christmas mm-hmm. movies. They're yeah. like just very nostalgic to me. Yeah. So a lot of the claymation movies, which mm. says in what Christmas means to me, yeah. uh, classic movies made of clay. Yeah, it's one of the lyrics of it. All of those movies from the fifties and sixties, uh, a year without a Santa Claus and Rudolph and um. Santa Claus is coming to town are a couple of my favorites, but I also love White Christmas mm-hmm. with Bing Crosby. Um, that is one of my favorite movies. So I would probably collectively say those would be my choices. Nice. I just recently got into White Christmas because it was one of those movies that we didn't watch in my household. Like it was, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just my, I don't know, it's just something we didn't watch. And then uh, the first year after my mom passed, uh, my dad and I were at my grandma's house um, and she had it on and he was like, Oh, Hey, let's watch white Christmas. You know, let's sit down for a while and watch it. Cause it had just started. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is, but let's watch it. And I was just sitting there and I, I don't know. I was just like, I get it now. Like everybody keeps saying you need to watch this movie, but I get it now. Like, and so now every year I watch it at least twice. So, yeah, it's definitely a staple in our household. We watch it all the time. I didn't like you. I didn't grow mm-hmm. up watching that, but my dad did. Mm-hmm. And then several years ago, I was like, all right, you know, I'll watch it for the yeah. first time. And when I did, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is going to be added yeah. to the rotation. I feel stupid for not even right. watching it earlier in my life when my dad would always watch it like on his own at another time. Um, but now it's definitely a state in, oh, yeah. in the holiday movies. hundred percent. And then there's also like some new movies that have come out over the last few years that are, they're, they're more adult themed. Like if you're watching them as a kid, it's like, okay, I understand. But like, just kind of me being 36 watching them, it's like, okay, that's funny. Or that, you know, like, uh, Seth Rogen had a, uh, Christmas movie that came out a few years back that was really good. And then they came out with a sequel to uh, uh, a Christmas story with the original cast. And mm-hmm. I, like, I just thought that was like one of the perfect Christmas sequels. And so, but you know, I feel like the most recent Christmas movie I've watched was probably Elf. Okay. And that's not even new anymore. Right. <laughs> way older than i think it is actually but um that's probably the newest movie yeah. that i've seen i'm like the santa claus and yeah. frosty and and all of those like older movies <laughs> i'm halfway through santa claus too because i woke for some reason i woke up at 3 a.m this morning and i couldn't fall back asleep and so i was like okay well i'm gonna turn on some christmas movies then and just kind of sit here and i made it all the way through christmas with the cranks I was on a Tim Allen kick this morning, so just kind of nice. going through them all. And yeah, so I get it. Oh, yeah. and then 
thinking back on Christmas as a child, what was one of your uh, favorite childhood memories during Christmas? I, I remember back then, like my family was big, very big on going to church. And we, my sisters, myself, my mom sang in the choir at church. It was always mm. a 10 a.m. mass. So we had to make sure that we were Christmas mass on Christmas. Mm. So we would wake up so early. My parents would videotape and we would open all our presents. Mm-hmm. And we would do it like one after another. There's four of us in my family, uh, four kids. So we would just, I, I don't remember if we did like one person at a time or if we did like one gift at a time. Um, but anyways, we did that and, and just like shared the moments with each other. And then very quickly we're like, okay, this is done. We can play things later. Got to get ready for church and go there right. and sing. Um, but I think my my best memories are just being able to to watch everybody open their gifts and mm. and see what they got and you know whether it was big or small just seeing mm. faces light up with appreciation for mm-hmm. the fact that we even had gifts right you know not everybody gets that luxury in life and it's yeah. you know something to really appreciate when you when you do that and I may not have appreciated it as much as a kid you just don't you don't have that foresight or knowledge but now looking back on it I just I do remember the light everyone's eyes and just there's one picture I have uh I don't remember what age I was but my sister gave me a present and honestly I can't remember what it was (laughs) but the picture has me hugging her and like a nice tight hug I know Mm -hmm. In that moment, I was crying because whatever she gave me was, in that moment, amazing mm-hmm. and just really touched me. So yeah. we were just like caught in that embrace in that photo. And like yeah. that sticks out in my head. Like I know exactly what I was wearing and like the position of the photo. I really wish I knew what present lunch right. she gave me. It was so long ago. I mean, I'm also 36. Mm-hmm. It was probably back when we were. I don't know, 14, 15 ish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um, 100% get that. Yeah. But I, I remember the moment of just being so happy, like happy tears, mm-hmm. thinking, wow, somebody thought so much to have such a thoughtful gift mm-hmm. to give to me. The, those are my favorite moments during the holidays when you have like everybody has those people that are impossible to buy Christmas gifts for because they're just kind of at that point in life where they don't really want anything. They don't need anything, anything that they need, they'll kind of get it themselves. So you got to kind of Mm -hmm. really think about what you're doing and you have to be very intentional about your gift. And just when you hit it on the head and you catch them off guard, because it's like something that they didn't know they wanted, but it means something to them because it's like, Oh dang, you know, like it, last year for prime example. So my dad, um, his first boss was, uh, was a little inside baseball. Uh, the last winner of Daytona before they, when they were racing on the beach. So the last race they had on the beach, my dad's first boss in the aviation industry was the guy that won the race. And last year I was at a secondhand shop here in Texas and I found an autographed picture of this guy. It was like one of his race cars in the race. And it was like signed by him. And I was like, huh, 
okay. So I picked it up. It was, it wasn't like terribly expensive. I think like 10, 15 bucks, something like that. And I'm like, Hmm. Okay. You know? And I gave it to him and I saw him picking up the gift. And I'm like, dad, before you open that, just brace yourself. Cause you're not ready for this one. He's like, okay, you know, whatever. And he picks it out. Right. And he's like looking at it and he's like, where the hell did you find, you know, and just like the conversation we had afterwards, it was like, okay, I, I know I got that one right on the head. So. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I know like, as we get older, there's really, it's really hard to buy gifts for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because nobody really needs anything. It's just more of a, like a thoughtful gift for me. It's mm-hmm. very much like I love cards. Mm-hmm. I love like, not just like, Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. love whoever, but like yeah. a thoughtful mm-hmm. written card, um, phone call, mm-hmm. things like people take for granted now. I know yeah. a lot of people like text and you don't get to see everybody. I, I even for my birthday, I'm like, I just all I want phone call. Yeah, just like even if you're awkward, just like hello, happy birthday, or Merry Christmas, or whatever. Yeah. Hope you're doing well and, and that's it. Just yeah. that kind of stuff for me goes a long way. I don't yeah. need anything. I don't have a want for anything. I'm very blessed in my life and mm-hmm. I'm very thankful for that. But having the people in my life that I know and love, just having that interaction with them, because, you know, life is short. You don't get moments back. The moments are really what more I treasure now than the physical. Mm-hmm. It's the the experiences that I'm coming to find out that it's like, I I need to start investing in more in experiences and not necessarily like material things. Yeah. Things you can't take with you, but Mm -hmm. your memories go. Yep. A hundred percent. So I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with me. I wasn't expecting that part of the interview to go the direction (laughs) it did, but I'm really glad it did. Uh, I always enjoy, I always enjoy chatting with you. Um, for anybody that wants to check out your music, music videos, any live shows, are you planning at all? Once you finally like move into Nashville, do you have any shows lined up or is it just, I do, I do. I'm going to have them on my website. I'm getting everything solidified now. Um, but there'll be a couple more shows before the end of the year. They'll be in Nashville. So anybody listening that is in the Nashville area, please go to my website, stephanieryan.com. You will see where I'm playing and, and all of that information. Um, all of my music is on Spotify and Apple where music videos are on YouTube. So make sure you check this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Stephanie Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate this time. Thank you for having me, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. And once again, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch y'all later.